There is more, more to knowing Jesus, more to being a believer than just learning how to act right or stay out of trouble with God. The greatest adventure of my life has been following the real Jesus, seeing Him move in power and might far beyond the walls of church on Sunday morning alive and at work in the hearts of real people in real situations. Join me, Pastor David Walker, from our home base of Alamo City Church in San Antonio, Texas, as we discover a life of radical joy, power, and freedom in following the real Jesus. He has more for you than you could ever imagine. I'm coming to you from the middle of nowhere down in uh, brush country of deep south texas in a ranch headquarters house but while i'm here my heart has just really been wanting to say something to you i want to ask you to dream with me for a minute i want to ask you to imagine something with me for just a couple of minutes jesus meant it when he spoke it the first time he has been meaning it throughout all the centuries of the church, and he means it for us today. These words, enforce my authority. Enforce my authority. You say, well, where do you get that? How can you say that that strongly and clearly? Jesus went on to say, after he had said, this is how you begin to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He said, here's what you say next. Come thy kingdom, and then be done on this earth what is being done in heaven. The verb tense is striking. Jesus puts it in the form of a command rather than the form of a request. He's saying, in effect, here's how you pray. You command that my kingdom will come. The imperative mood. Jesus picked it out. When they said, how do we pray? He said, here's how you pray. I'm giving you permission and I'm giving you authority to command my kingdom to come. To command that my will be done on this earth even as it is in heaven. We hear that and we think how presumptuous, how bold, how audacious that would be. But when we say that, it's an indication that we don't understand who we are to the king, that we don't really fully appreciate the place in the heart of the Savior that you and I have who have trusted him who have believed that he died on that cross and shed his blood for my sins, not just for the sins of the whole world, but for my sins, that he loved me that much that he was willing to be my sacrifice for sins he never committed, but that I would commit. And that as a result of that, I am forgiven. I am set free. But Paul would write in Ephesians 1, that we also have been raised up and seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 2. Ephesians 1, he talks about what went on with Jesus after the death, after the burial. It says that he was raised from the dead 
And by the power of God and the pleasure of the Father, he was put in a position far above all levels of power and authority and dominion on this earth, far above every demonic force, far above Satan even himself. He has been given full authority over everything, and then he has been positioned as head over all things and given to the church. Paul makes much of that in Ephesians 1. But then he says, so here is Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father with all authority, all power, all dominion in his hand. And then he says, not just Jesus there, but you as his child, raised up and seated in the heavenly places with Jesus. Folks, it's from that place that Jesus would say, you have been forgiven. Your guilt has been removed. You've been set free. And I commission you as you were still on this earth to stand and be and live on this earth in my authority, in my authority. You are representatives of my authority. So then you pray. And it's easier to understand. It's easier to get from the place of authority that we have in Christ because of what He has done for us and the place that He has positioned us, seated in the heavenlies with Christ, that from that place we pray, our Lord, I command that Your kingdom come on this earth. I command that Your will be done. It's not about me getting what I want done necessarily, or that it's my kingdom making me some big shot and letting know, Lord, it's Your kingdom. You can't have a kingdom without a king. Jesus is the king. When we were to pray, come thy kingdom, it means, Lord, we're commanding that your presence would invade the hearts of people and that you would set yourself up within their hearts as the one who would rule and reign for freedom and for joy and for plenty and for good. It's not that we're wishing and trying to figure out a way to invite something harsh or cruel or mean or depriving or something that would be enslaving, because that's not who the Lord is. The Scripture would say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty, that He is infinitely good. He's the one who causes all things to work together for good to those who love Him, those who are called according to His purpose. So when we are praying, Lord, cause Your kingdom to come to that heart, It means that we are praying the best and the most and the highest and the fullest that we could ever imagine. Lord, bring your kingdom, rule and reign. Make your presence known in that heart. It doesn't mean that immediately it's going to happen. It can. It can happen quickly. But it may be something where you position yourself in that place of commanding the kingdom of God to come to the hearts of ones you love. You may find yourself in positioned in that place of agreeing with the heart of heaven for that one you care about. It may be for months. It could be for years. It could be for some decades. But Jesus will win. Jesus will win. He will bring His kingdom, His presence, His felt, known, powerful, loving presence to the hearts of the ones that we love and care about as we pray the way he instructed us, enforce my authority. Don't you sit there and believe that the devil has taken that life, that Satan's going to ultimately destroy that life. 
that it's nothing but bad, it's nothing but bondage. He said, listen, in the face of the enemy, you enforce my authority. You enforce my authority. Satan is trying to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that they, that you might have life and you might have it abundantly. Amen. And then he would say, you, you pray for the circumstances, for the things going on around you that matter to you outside of the heart. That's where that instruction, you command for my will to be done on this earth as it is in heaven. I command that the will of God, based upon the authority that I have been given by Jesus and this instruction to pray, I command that the will of God, not the will of Satan, that that which the Lord wants would be done in this earthly circumstance. Okay, now folks, here's the thing that blew my hat in the creek recently when these words came back to my heart in a fresh way. What if there are things that haven't happened yet? What if there are breakthroughs that haven't come yet? There are provisions that we haven't seen yet because we are not praying the way that Jesus said to pray. We have a much smaller view, a much lower view, a much more self-pitying kind of view. Oh, God wouldn't hear me and I couldn't ever be bold before him. But when we understand what he has done for us, that we are invited to come boldly before the throne of grace and to pour our needs out. And Jesus There's no way you can miss this. There's no way we can effectively dodge the truth of this statement. When Jesus was asked by the disciples, give us the words. Give us the words as to how to pray, how to connect with the heart of heaven so that the power would be released through us as we see the power being released through you. And here is how Jesus said, we repeat it again. Here's how you pray. You command the kingdom of God, the manifest presence of Jesus to come to make his presence known. And then with authority, with confidence, you command the Father's will, the Savior's will be done on this earth. I want to encourage you to just consider that. What if there are some things that haven't happened yet because the Lord wants you and me to better understand just how powerful our words can be when we use his words and we speak those words Standing here and living in this life, on this earth, with all the things that can come upon us and come our way, but we're saying and we're understanding He has put me here and given me permission and the assignment to enforce His authority. Enforce my authority, Jesus is saying. We spent some more time with this in another message, and you'll be able to click on and hear the rest of that if you would like to. Would you please let the Lord do whatever he wants to do in your heart to bring us closer to him in this one place where he's saying, I have you where I have you to enforce my authority. You are in the circle of relationships that you have so that you can enforce my authority, that my kingdom would come, that my will would be done in those lives and in those circumstances. Amen. God bless you. Amen and amen. 
God is so good and oh, how he loves you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And we want you to know that we are really praying for you. Our team of intercessors pray each week for every person that would hear these messages, that the Lord would move in just the way that he knows that you need this week in this moment. We would love to hear from you and get connected. If you need prayer or just want to reach out, you can email us directly at pastorwalker at alamocity.org. You can also join us on YouTube and Facebook and even Instagram. And we even have a group just for our online church family on Facebook, all of which is linked in the show notes to this episode below. We have so many who call Alamo City home who are all across the world. as So many of us find that our homes are not dictated by geography, but by heart. If it's on your heart to give to this ministry, you can find instructions in the show notes or just visit alamocity.org. Finally, if you're able, we would love to have you join us in person on a Sunday morning in San Antonio, Texas at Alamo City Church every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. We are praying that this episode leaves you fiercely encouraged and lit up with the love of Jesus. Bless you. We'll talk to you next time.